Thunderstorm with rain showers and 14 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Virgin Galactic's Richard Branson has blasted off from New Mexico aboard his own rocket ship. ABC's Derek Dennis has this special report. Out of this world, Sir Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic capsule travels to the very edge of space this morning. Today's flight is expected to last about 90 minutes. Virgin Galactic spaceship Unity will be attached to the mothership Eve, named after Branson's mother, as it takes off. At 45,000 feet, Unity drops. That rocket ignites and takes Branson and five others to the edge of space, where they'll experience weightlessness for a few minutes before returning to the surface. ABC's Karina Mitchell and just days from now, some competition from Amazon's Jeff Bezos. Bezos's Blue Origin space company is already firing shots on Twitter, comparing the two companies. Branson had told GMA this wasn't a space race. Honestly, I don't think either of us see it that way. We're not really in direct competition. But Blue Origin may disagree, saying its new Shepard flies farther than Virgin spaceship 62 miles above the surface. ABC's Gio Benitez, lunchtime, 10.40 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm Derek Dennis, ABC News. More news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. There is ongoing road work just west of Calgary on Highway 8 from the city over to the traffic circle on Highway 22. This is creating some occasional backups. And we have the Stampede Road Race this morning in the southwest. So we have some road closures on 19th Street, 58th Avenue, Langerville Drive, and 20th Street. This will be in effect until 11 this morning. At Seamon Foods, they've got low prices every day in every aisle. This week, it's sockeye salmon fillets, fresh, wild, Pacific Coast West, just $2.99 per 100 grams. For the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter. I'm Louise Van Dam. In a funeral procession yesterday afternoon, around 80 bikers escorted the family of an Airdrie man who was killed while riding his motorcycle by a drunk driver. Matt Forsyth was killed west of Didsbury on Highway 22 on June 27th. Jay Sullivan is founder and president of Bikers Are Buddies, an anti-bullying motorcycle group. He says there is absolutely no excuse for drunk driving. Drunk driving, there there is no excuse. There is no, there is nothing in this world that warrants anybody getting into a vehicle after having imbibed alcohol. His three daughters are now without a dad because somebody decided to have some alcohol, get into a vehicle and drive. The 25-year-old driver of the truck was arrested for impaired driving. No charges have been laid and an investigation is ongoing. It's a big day for Italian sports fans. For the first time in Wimbledon tennis tournament history, Italy has a contender in the singles final. Matteo Berrettini plays against the world's top men's player Novak Djokovic. And a few hours later, Italy will face off against England in London's Wembley Stadium in the finals of the men's Euro 2020 soccer tournament. I want Italy to win, but it won't be easy, say these fans in the town square of Quarata, Tuscany. An oversized sheet has been stretched across two pillars to form a maxi screen for those who want to watch the game together outside. Megan Williams, ABC News, Quarata, Tuscany. Global News, Sky Tracker weather. High of 22 degrees today with showers. Showers continue into tonight with a low of 13. And tomorrow, 26 degrees and sunny. It's 14 degrees at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis.
Welcome back, or good morning. Welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I can't believe it is July 11th already. And we're going to be having our uh, 15th anniversary little party down at Spruce It Up today. So if you're out and about, you want to come down and say hi. I was going to broadcast live from there, but I was set up outside, so I figured it wasn't the best thing as the thunderstorms decided to come in. So I'm just doing it from home, so I'll be popping over right away, so I'll be there on 11.30. But there is uh, all kinds of things going on. We're going to have cupcakes, uh, free ice cream cones, and uh, we're going to have some gifts to give away. We're also giving away a fire pit, um, so all kinds of fun stuff. So pop down to the garden center and uh, everything is uh, 15% off today. So we're doing a one day sale for our 15th anniversary. So hopefully you can come down and say hi, have an ice cream and a cupcake and, uh, and uh, see what else you can do. Wander around um, all kinds of fun stuff going on down at the garden center. So, at this time of year, we're just going to talk a little bit about what we should be doing and what I've seen and what I've had to do in my garden too. Um, as the time goes by so quick, so again, I, I applied my my second Green It Up lawn fertilizer and it kicked in again and uh, and it's greened up my grass totally. You also want to make sure you keep fertilizing all your containers, like your annual pots. You want to make sure you're fertilizing with a 15-30-15 or a 20-20-20 at least once a week. That'll just keep them going just gorgeous and and ensure because they're going to keep using all that energy and there's only limited soil. It's not like in the ground where they have extra soil they can steal some nutrients from and the natural stuff. They're in a pot and they only got what's left in that pot. So you need to help supplement that. So really important to ensure that you're fertilizing. And then also deadheading. Um, you want to make sure you're removing all those spent blooms. And then that way that uh, tells the plant it better keep producing lots more blooms to reproduce. And uh, so you'll just end up with some gorgeous flowers. So makes all the difference, especially if you got hit with any of that hail. Just cut off the dead stuff. If anything got broken or damaged, just cut it off. Plants, especially annuals, are very resilient. Um, they can bounce back from that really easy. And you can even just, when you when you fertilize, like water well first after you cut everything back, um, water well, and then give them a shot of fertilizer. Even, even spring, if you have it in your water can, put it on the foliage as well. Um, plants love to intake that. They can take it directly in through their foliage. Do it in the morning. Don't do that on a real, real hot day. And uh, that will definitely help the plant green up, take that energy in and regrow. And a lot of times you find even after a hailstorm or if the deer have eaten your leaves or the flowers, a lot of times they'll come back twice as thick. Um, it's sort of like pinching everything back for you. So Try and be optimistic on that kind of thing. So, and <laughs> I was just had a thought. I'm, I've sort of haven't had a, a licorice ice cream for a couple of years, and uh, so we have licorice ice cream today. It's sort of my favorite. So, if you if you if you want to get messy and have a one of the 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 licorice ice cream, um, uh, I hope to see some young kids down there with uh, licorice ice cream all over their face. So hopefully we'll get to see that. 
later on today with a down that with a with a cupcake. <laughs> should, should be lots of fun for there. So, and to speak of the garden center and what's going on, we got Jen. She's decided to come in a little bit early today. Got her out of bed. Usually she rolls in about nine thirty four or something like that. So we got her up early this morning. Good morning, Jen. <laughs> Good morning, go. Jen. Hey. Hey, there we go. How are you? Good. You're all excited about that licorice ice cream, eh? <laughs> yeah, I lost my train of thought. I didn't know what was happening there for a second. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I'm the same way. Like, licorice ice cream, like, there's nothing better. Licorice anything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. I don't mind a good licorice milkshake. Uh, you know, Peter's driving here and there. Um, tea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so here we go. Here we so, are. Happy anniversary to you. Happy birthday for Spruce. Yeah. Happy anniversary to Spruce it up. I can't believe yeah. 15 years. It's a, it's amazing. I still remember um, just getting it going and uh, when we first opened the doors and renovating and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was it interesting. Yeah. Um, I know and- it's gone through a lot of fun stuff. So. On that note, Merle, I had a question for you I was thinking about. What is a day in the life like now compared to what it was like for you then? Um, I, I definitely a lot more support with a great team is, is really nice. A lot more of it was really heavily on me back in the day. Yeah. Um, I definitely had a, had a great team back then as well. But when you're getting going and um, just way more diverse as well, like mm-hmm. it's – we're we're just doing so much more and we're not a year like we're not a seasonal business anymore per se like right. we got uh right now well, you know as you and i are planning already for next year getting stuff yeah. ordered getting stuff ready we've already ordered containers from overseas um we're doing things um to get ready to for the next season and it, it's it's amazing how how fast and and what happens in the life of a garden center like but yeah it's, uh, for sure and and we're very fortunate. We have a like I said, and we've grown. We now have three new departments. We since we started, we have the prune it up, and then we also have the green it up, the lawn and tree care, and uh, and then we got a maintenance company that we've starting, and we've always had the landscaping from day one because that was my company that we flipped it over into a garden center when we first started. So oh, it's, I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, so yeah. I had a little spruced up landscaping before, and it's uh, and it's amazing. Like I said, we have up to and over a hundred uh, great Calgarians working with us over the awesome. summertime. So, yeah. yeah, we're we're pretty fortunate. We have, and that's what it is. It's the team that we're able to put forward, and uh, people like yourself and everybody else that works with us. It's, uh, and that's one thing you realize once you get going, you can't do it yourself, right? It's there's sure. just way too much. To- <laughs> Well, but, it's more uh, fun, right? With more people and great people that we have, like you said. So it uh, makes it a lot of fun. And, and you can do more things, right? We have a lot of talent on hand as well. So Absolutely. And uh, and it's amazing um, when you get new people in, how they fit right in and they sort of, they start breathing the spruce culture. And it's... <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We hypnotize them with our little spruce thing that we. Spruce Kool Aid. That's that's. Yeah, drink drink the Kool Aid and uh, and away you go. But uh, anyways, we're gonna have lots of fun today. We want to say hi to lots of people. Um, But I just want to chat a little bit. You got lots going on. The annuals are almost cleared out, so that season's yeah. Yeah. There's still some stuff left. I mean, it's it's slim pickings. Not gonna lie. 
But I mean, depending on what people want to do, I know there was some hail damage. I'm just looking at some potato vine right now. There's lots of annual grasses still. Still some dusty miller. I believe some impatience, a little bit of begonias left. Lots of hanging baskets still, including um, hanging basket peppers, if somebody was interested. So yeah, we have lots and of I've seen stuff. some really nice geraniums, too. I've seen some nice 10-inch geraniums still left outside. So um, yeah, those absolutely. are looking great. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but guys. perennials. Perennials. Your, I'm so excited. Your perennial house <laughs> looks so good. It's so pretty in there. It's just a nice space to be. And we're not finished with the, the perennials either. I'm bringing in some really unusual ones. I was showing uh, Terry, the tree lot manager, just yesterday. And I think yourself as well. Just some of the really pretty ones that I've got. Um, hold of and I'm bringing in. So they're really fresh. The staff has been taking incredible care of them as well. We fertilize our plants, as you know, and I don't know if everybody out there knows, but uh, yeah. so they're really coming into their own and you can you can see it. But honestly, Merle, people just love to walk down there. Um, the staff it's, a, it's a great cleaning. house. I love going yeah. into the perennial house. Like it's a different, like, and that's one nice thing. We have a couple of different vibes in each department, right? You go mm-hmm. through all the cool stuff that Suzanne does in the store. With all yep. the decor, the clock, all the other stuff, like um, she's amazing, and this makes yes, the store yeah. look so so good every day. Um, yeah. And 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 it changes all the time. Like she <laughs> she doesn't sit still. That lady, like, no, uh, she doesn't. And she works when she's not here, Merle. She's even getting ideas. Like she can't she can't stop. And you know, I had a customer. I think I told Suzanne this, but I had a customer. She said she regularly came here just to see what the new displays were. Oh, I know who yeah. that was. I know who that was. That was Lisa. She actually works here now. <laughs> yeah. And so, so, yeah, she said she used to come here just to see that. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, but which is nice. In a smaller store like ours, you got to change it up. If people come in there, it looks the same every week. And, and then that would be boring. And they say, ah, I already know what's there. But so now you have no idea when you come in to see. And we try to buy that way. I don't buy 500,000 of one product. Right. Unless right. it's uh, every day like Malathion or, or some fertilizers or stuff like that. But sure. for for our decor, we do try to cre- keep it boutique-ish. We, we bring in neat things, good quality things. And uh, so that way, when you find something, you're not going to see it at every box store or wherever else. You're going to see 100%. some unique things, which yep. which is important. So, yeah, absolutely, being unique. All right, right? yeah, absolutely. Well, anyways, so what else? Anything else today? Well, you want to chat about? Um, yeah, our tropicals, as you know, too, as we wind down our uh, annual season. Right, we're focusing on perennials for sure. And the tropicals, we've been bringing in more and more. We're, and Suze has been obviously setting up that space with us. It's all clean, and we're bringing in the bigger ones. There's a huge date palm in there. I was, I just every, I have to walk by it every day. It's just so pretty to look at. We have um, a tea plant, so you can actually uh, grab the leaves and dry them and make tea from those, which I oh, nice. didn't even know about. Yeah, a couple of guys that come in, Wayne and Connor, were telling me all about it. But we we have that in right now. Lots of kind of more unusual ones, lots of calatheas and alocasias that, that people who know those hey, ones. <laughs> Jen, but yeah. isn't that nice? Like, and that's one thing I love about gardeners. Like, and and for the most part, like 99%, it come in and people love to share their knowledge. And yes. when you get a customer teaching us things or what they use it for. Love and, it. And that's that's the best part. That's what I love. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So, yeah, no, it's. It's gorgeous in here. I, you know, I, I have to toot the horn of the, the people that work here because it looks fantastic. And I love coming to work every day. So I love sharing that with people. 
if you don't even, you know, want a plant, you t- you'll probably grab one anyway. Just come in and walk around. Just, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's a good Hard little escape. Absolutely. I, I can wander through there all the time and just sort of feels great. And I'm there every day. So yeah. <laughs> anyways, yeah. so anyways, we'll, we'll have to, we'll all share uh, licorice ice cream later. And when I get in there in a little bit and, uh, and a cupcake or two, maybe three. Yeah. And (laughs) good. All right. Well, thanks Jen. And, uh, and, uh, thanks to you and the team for, uh, getting us through all all these years. So cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Merle. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Thanks to Jen. And, uh, sorry, went on a little bit long, but 15 years is a pretty big thing. Pretty fortunate as a small independent business to to be able to survive through this whole thing. And, and we're thriving, so we're very proud of that as well. And I'm going to take a quick break. And I do want to thank, actually, 770. It's been great as a partner. We've worked with 770 for a long time. And I used to co-host the show with uh, Wade and Barry way back in the day. So cheers to those two gentlemen as well. And, uh, and then I end up taking over the show here. And, uh, and lots of fun. So I'm uh, proud to do it. And I look forward to doing the show every week and uh, sharing the knowledge and learning from, from you listeners as well every week. So right now I'm going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to hit the phone lines. I've got lots of texts and uh, hopefully answer all your gardening questions right here on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Kyrie's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, or spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go to the phone lines. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And right now we're just going to go to Darlene. Good morning, Darlene. Hi, good morning, Merle. I have a really lush lawn. I've used Green It Up for years. However, I have overused Killex along the edges of the lawn for the dandelions. Yeah. And corner. Lots and lots of brown spots. Yes. Any suggestions? No, just, just more one or two times. It'll come back within a couple of weeks. It won't take long. Because um, the Killex won't kill the 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 grass right to the root. You probably just burnt it on the top. Okay. So you should be totally fine. What about Rage Plus? Plus. Um, You really don't need it. If you've been using the Green It Up, like the good root system will be in there. Um, So you should be totally fine. It just, it just burnt the surface and, and then the the rest of it should just kick right in and it won't take long, another week or so. And you'll be amazed that those brown spots will disappear. Just make sure you give it a good water. Sorry? Not to rake out the dead grass. Um, you could if you want. You, you could if it's that if it's that burnt. Yeah, you maybe you should. And uh, how big is spots? Well, um, I'd say some of them are quite large, about three inches across. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, it'll fill in. It'll fill in, no problem. Okay, and I'm interested in your maintenance department. How do I find information about that? Um, you can just you can inquire just at the store. And uh, if and and then we can see if we can set you up on that. Okay. And good luck on your anniversary party. I hope it clears up for the for you today. Yeah, us as well. And if you hopefully if you get a chance, pop down and say hi. I sure will. Thanks so much. Thanks. For this. Take care. Bye bye. All right. And 
I got lots of texts going on and uh, and people asking. And last week I had someone asking about lilies that just got cut over. And those are those cutter wasps or bees. They just get in there and they just eat the stem and then they just they just they just fall over. So we're seeing a bit of that. You'll see that on your roses. See that on some of the lilies, things like that. Unfortunately, right now, and I got a couple other. I got lots of pictures being sent, and and I got Mer Merle help. What's happening to my peas? Yeah, they're all crinkling up. Looks like you got a fungus going on in there. When I see that, when the peas do this, it's it's unfortunate. It's a fungus, and I'm not too sure if you've um, changed your soil. And I noticed that there's water on the leaves. So what you want to do is try not to water. Obviously, it's hard in the rain, but try not to water too much on the leaves on those. And it, and it will cause some of that fungus as well. Yeah, unfortunately, those ones, I think you're probably just going to have to, I don't think it's going to grow out of it. I would just almost pull those out and uh, unfortunately, maybe start fresh. Um, maybe you could plant a few other things in the garden at this time and you can still see like radishes, lettuce. Um, there's quite a few plants that you could still plant and, and still have a good harvest here in the fall. Well, hopefully not in the fall. It's still pretty early. And then again, another one. Good morning, Merle. I have these tomato plants that are looking rough. Could you give me some insight on what's going on? It really looks to me mainly... Um, I would have planted them deeper in in the pots when I when I did plant them, and they just look like they're starving. They just look like they're in too small a pot, and I would have put them in a larger pot, and and with a bit more soil, and they just look like they're starving. And some of the other ones in the background where they're like they almost look too. I don't know if you're using really really heavy soil. They almost look either they had dried out or just really soaking, soaking wet. Um, so I would just be careful on that, on the watering. It this looks honestly like, yeah, yeah, not looking good on your tomatoes. Um, on most of those, I think on your first picture um, with the one with the tomatoes on it, and same thing, they have this curled up disease. And if your tomatoes get it, it's a fungus that gets you, and you just have to throw it away, and it's really quite contagious. So I would just get rid of it, and uh, and start fresh with that, and uh, and then be able to go from there. And get lots of people um, saying happy anniversary. So thank you for that. And I'm happy with my lawn, but after six years, I want to change up. Think about putting some smallest trees in boxes. Here's my question. Will trees do okay in a box garden that above, above the ground? If it's large enough, like in your box, it looks like they should be fine like that, and it's attached to the ground. The problem with trying to grow trees in containers in Calgary, in different than Edmonton, is that as our freeze and thaw and our really warm temperatures in December, November, and and then the trees just desiccate where in like Edmonton, it just stays frozen. So if you have building a nice big box or like you got there, they should be totally fine. The main thing is mulch them over, water them well in the fall, and then they should be able to survive through the winter. 
And I'm going to take a quick break right now. If you'd like to join me after the break, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Rain showers and 14 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Madeline DeBellis. A fire in the southeast neighborhood of Mackenzie Town sent a person to hospital Saturday. A garage fire broke out around 5 p.m. where the detached double garage was completely destroyed by fire and siding on a neighboring home was also damaged. Everyone in the home was able to evacuate safely, but one person suffered burns to their feet. Billionaire Richard Branson has blasted off in this weekend's Virgin Galactic rocket launch. Five other Virgin employees will join Branson for the company's first fully crewed flight just days before Amazon's Jeff Bezos' planned trip to the edge of the atmosphere. While neither Branson nor Bezos will reach Earth orbit, space experts say it will be an exciting trip. It's 14 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and I'm going to go down to spruce it up one more time and we're going to chalk with chalk, chalk with, talk with Mark Trozo. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Merle. How you doing? Good, good. Happy and, uh, anniversary. Thanks, man. And uh, Mark has joined our team. It's what, almost three and a half, four years ago already? This is, uh, yeah, my third, third- Third season, uh, very proud to be part of the team. Uh, we've worked really hard uh, over the last few years, and, and we, uh, we're headed in the right direction, and, and some really good things are going on. Absolutely. No, you've uh, done a great job with, uh, with the Pruned Up department, and uh, very happy to have you part of our team. And um, so you're going to be down there today. You're going to be giving advice on pruning, so if anybody has any questions, and want to find yeah. out about what you do, you're going to be down there helping people out. Yeah, so if people want to come down, if they uh, if they have some pictures of their trees that might be a little bit stressed out, um, I can I can uh, give some advice and some tips on try to try to fix the issues that are going on. And if for some reason uh, with the pictures I can't sort it out, um, we could always set up um, getting all all the uh, info and and then scheduling a consult. Yeah, which is which is, um, and that's the biggest part is getting the knowledge out there of knowing what. Because there's lots of guys, and I see them roaming around with uh, with a chainsaw hanging out of the back of their truck and uh, cheap tree service. <laughs> which yeah. which you, once you cut those branches off, you can't do you can't glue them back on. So no. Yeah, so uh, you want to ensure that you have the the right team there. That's going to be cutting your branches off and and doing it in the proper way because it's it, it it can be quite and I've been in there a couple of times and in the past where you get cutting and you're looking up in the tree you lose your orientation so you want to make sure that you have uh, a great team that know what they're doing inside the tree and uh, so that way the wrong branches don't come off and they go oops mm-hmm. or or you want to pay for that haircut where. It, it, they think this because because I cut a lot off. That means you got a good deal. Yeah. No, there's definitely a, a skill to it, and and that's why we've all taken our training, and and that's why we continue learning. Um, you know, 
with all the courses that we take and uh, the internal training that, that we do here. Um, yeah, we always want to keep bettering our skills and um, yeah, teaching each other and, and, and making sure that we're going to do the best job for, for our clients. Absolutely. And, and I know you and uh, Chris Myers, I know Chris is pretty much, he's our in-house quality control instructor, somebody works with the crew. He sort of bounces around from crew to crew, um, instructing, working with them on safety and tree care and, and different techniques and things like that. And I never thought that we'd get to the day where we needed that, but it's amazing. And I see such a difference in the team and, and the way we do things is just the knowledge and, and, and sharing with the team and, and they're pumped when they get out there, right? They know what they're doing when they leave, they look up at the trees and say, wow, that looks good. Like, yeah, we definitely have uh, high standards here. And, you know, part of, part of the reason why we do it is, is not, well, we want to make sure that the client's definitely happy, but we, we want to make sure that we're doing the right things for the trees. So that's why we do these inspections and, and ensure that everything's done done to standards. So it's important, and uh, and 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 starting the pruned up division that was very important to me. In 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 being able to do that is uh, is is, and we worked through some kinks the first few years when you weren't there and got some things, but definitely you've taken us to a different level, and uh, and I love where we're going. And uh, we got two bucket trucks. I think you have a team of what. 10, 10 guys on the team almost now or well 12 of us i believe oh 12 <laughs> two yeah. more snuck in behind me i didn't <laughs> see them <laughs> track. oh yeah right the first guys that's right that's right so yeah so 12 a team of 12 out there looking after your trees and shrubs and uh and your lawn now obviously so Anyways, if you want to come down and say hi to Mark, he'll be down there. I'm not sure if he'll be wearing his Italian soccer shirt today or not, but he might have a spruce shirt or or bouncing or soccer ball. I'm not too sure. He's kind of pumped about that thing, that game later Maybe on. Maybe a little of both. <laughs> yeah, Chris is coming in. She says she's going to hack on you. She's from. She's going to go for England, so we'll see how yeah, that we, goes. We already have a bet going on. So okay, awesome. Yeah. All right, okay, we'll see you in a bit, Mark. Thanks. Sounds good. I'll uh, I'll save you some licorice ice cream. I know. I remember you guys like that. You and your boys. Yeah, <laughs> Perfect. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Matt. Bye. All right. And where are we at for time? We're okay. And do I have Catherine on the line, and I'm going to go to Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Nope. Commercial. Okay. All right. Good morning. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And I'm going to go to Catherine. Sorry about that. Good morning, Catherine. I'm having a problem with my Hoya plant. It's okay. huge. It's, but it was doing so good. It's doing so good. It's huge. But all of a sudden, well, I shouldn't say all of a sudden, but recently the, the leaves have sort of gone limp. And they're not nice and shiny like they used to be. It so could like, be as they get older, um, if it's in a too small a pot, it's not getting the nourishment, especially with the hot weather that we've really had lately. The, no, the water's not getting all the way to the very end of those long branches. Because okay. it's quite a long vine, right? 
Yes, it's climbing up the wall. It's, yeah, so it's, that it's in this heat, I think it's probably just having an issue getting the the moisture all the way up. So, and I'm not too sure how long ago that you fertile or uh, transplanted it or anything. Well, uh, they, I'm wondering that it's been probably four or five years. Yeah. But so I, I I would definitely look at doing that. Um, that will make a big difference, and uh, and then that will ensure that it can sustain all that nourishment all the way out the vine. Well, I water it once a week and fertilize it probably every other week. Okay, that, and that's great. It's just when you when you water, ensure that you water, and it's harder with those bigger plants. If you could put a big tray underneath it and maybe give it a really good watering, so the water goes all the way through. Well, you this could. Is, I do that, and that's okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll. Well, to transplant it is going to be a huge job, but. Uh, yeah. So even at that point, you might even want to cut it back a bit, um, and you could then you could also take cuttings from your hoya if you like. Maybe you could take some of the branch, some of the vines off the end, like shorten it up, and then transplant it all at that same time. And then it'll it'll just take off like crazy and grow all kinds of new stuff. Okay, I'll try that. Okay, Thanks. good luck. Thanks, Thanks Catherine. Thanks. Take bye. care. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, and we're working on the phone lines. They're just resetting them, so hopefully we can uh, get that uh, figured out, and then you're going to be able to get through. Um, if you'd like to get through, four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. And we should be able to hopefully get you on the line. We got some technical help in the background helping us out with this. So, and lots of people saying congratulations. So, again, thank you to everybody. I've thoroughly enjoyed um, everything that has gone on in the last 15 years. It's been, it's been amazing, to be honest. And uh, at this time of year, too, I'm getting lots of this. I have these little things popping up around my lawn. Any idea how to get rid of them? What they are, those are little poplar trees or aspen trees. So either they're suckering from a, an existing poplar or aspen that is close by, or the seed has, has uh, spread in there and it just reseeded itself. So you can either try and dig that up or or you can spray it with uh, with a Killax or something like that, and that would definitely get rid of it. Looks like you got gravel in your grass as well. So anyways, hopefully that helps as well. And I'm going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll see if the phone lines are working. And we'll go from there. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And I'm going to go to the phone line. And we're going to chat with Sylvia. Good morning, Sylvia. Broadband villa as a house plant. Um, any special requirements I need for that? The bougainvillea? Um, um, no, a mandevilla. Oh, mandevilla. Sorry, I you just I just got the villa part when I popped you onto the line. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, the mandevilla. Um, they do like a bit of light. Um, they don't like like they need a good like a decent bright light right. in space. Uh, fertilized. They can take. A 15, 30, 15, the same thing, 
let them dry in between waterings. They're right. almost a little bit like a succulent, so they can dry out a little bit more than some of the other stuff. Right. But don't run too dry, so just let it wa- dry really well in between waterings, and then uh, and then go from there. And then, and then how wa- how often would I fertilize it then? I do it once a month. Just once a month. Yep, 15, okay. 30, 15, and that should be fine. Uh, on, okay, on a house plant, you don't want to do it too much, and uh, and that way you'll keep a good steady growth on it. Okay. All right, then, Well, Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank Thanks you. For calling. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Um, and again, a few calls if you, on uh, a weevil on people are asking um, someone dug a, oh, it looks like a maggot out of the top of their spruce tree. So if you have any, and a lot of times they go after the blues, and they do have to, out of some of the green, but they seem to really like the blue spruce. And if you notice the top of your spruce tree is uh, bent over, looks like a cane and kind of rotten and starts dying. So what you want to do is get up there, and it depends if it's too high, then you want to call Mark or somebody from Prune It Up, and we can get up there and, and cut it out. So you want to keep cutting it until you don't see any holes in the top of the spruce tree because that's where the the little weevil it's like a little maggot it gets in the top of the spruce and then it just eats the spruce tree from the top down and uh, it can cause a lot of damage if you leave them in there so so what you want to do is ensure cut it out until you don't see it anymore the little holes in in the top of your tree and then you'll have to retrain a um retrain a new leader at that point so Anyways, that's something that's going on. And I've had lots of calls last week and the last week about um, the grass. And I was thinking it was cinch bug, but I did a bit more research. And it is a type of fungus. And it's caused um, just, and it comes at the end of July or end of June, beginning of July typically. And it's when they, a little bit, um, in, in at that time is and it's quite contagious. So I've seen it where there's lines and it, it spreads from the lawnmowers and things like that. So what what it does, it only lasts two or three weeks and then it should grow out of it. So what you want to do is ensure that you're still doing your good deep watering, fertilize it with the greened up lawn fertilizer, and then hopefully that should get it out of that situation. But uh, that is a fungus, unfortunately. And so what you want to do is if you have a lawn service company, um, ensure that they know about it if they are so that way they're not spreading it around as well. And you just want to keep um, – just don't keep it too wet at that point either. And it should, like I said, they they, they say it usually lasts about uh, until about mid-July, and that's about it. And right now I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we, I'm not too sure who it is, but we'll see who it is. Good morning. Hello. Hi there, who's this? Oh, this is Marina. Hi, Marina, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How um, can I help you? Well, we had a huge poplar taken down in our backyard. <clears throat> it was in the northwest corner of the yard, and we kind of have a, a a bare spot there, but we don't want to put in another tree because there's a big tree in our neighbor's yard behind. Yeah. So, We'd like to put in a, kind of a hardy bush that will be, you know, a fair size, but not get really huge. Okay. Um, nine barks are really nice. Um, what do you think, like six, seven feet or something a little bit lower? 
yeah, six, seven feet would be good. Yeah, there's there's some nice lilacs that you can do, like some of the Miss Kim or Dwarf Korean lilacs are good with that. Um, any of the nine barks, like the Diablo nine bark is a purple, crimson colored. Uh, what um, kind of nine bark? Diablo. Diablo, okay. Yeah, and they look really nice. You sort of plant five of those in that spot, and then you could put something in front of it. You could do some hydrangeas or something in front of it, sort of get a really nice contrast with those two shrubs working together, mm-hmm. and then maybe a few perennials in front, just to and freshen that. Would we get the poplars coming up again? On, like we had it yeah. all ground down. Yeah, you, you probably, you still might see some, especially from the roots. Depends, like did they go and follow the roots out into the yard and things like that? Mm-hmm. No, no, they didn't. Okay. Yeah, and that's thing. It depends. If it was a big old one with lots of roots that were popping through, you're, you're probably going to see some suckers for a bit. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you just either you make the decision, you get a a, a bobcat uh, service in there, rip all the roots out, and replenish the soil because sometimes it's hard. Like when they grind it, it, it does get rid of a good portion of the stump, but there's still they only can go down like 18 inches. Mm-hmm. And so there's a you're going to have a lot of roots in those beds and things like that. So in that one area, you might want to look at uh, of a, a root removal service and either. But we a could still plant a plant a shrub there. Yeah, you just have yeah. to dig around, and if they're if you're able to get through into the soil, absolutely. Yeah. And I've got one more question. Like, do sure. do do you deliver if we order uh, plants or? Yeah, not? if you come in there and pick them up, we definitely will deliver them for you. Okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate You're very welcome. This. Okay. Yes. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And we're just still taking one call at a time. We're just working on the phone line. So um, be patient. Uh, so there should be one spot open right now, 403-974-8255. And here I got another one. Good morning, Merle. We have white mildew on our roses. And I only water early mornings. Any ideas how to get rid of that? Thanks, Marty. Marty, the what I would just use pure spray green. Um, it works great for powdery mildew, and it works good for aphids and spider mites and stuff like that on your roses. It's probably one of the best things that uh, you can use on roses. I know the commercial rose growers have been using pure spray green for 30, 40 years. Like it was available commercially before it ever became available in the retail market. So that is a great product, even though it doesn't say, and I've mentioned this a lot, so it doesn't say fungicide on on the bottle. Um, it's just that they didn't pay the other million dollars to our wonderful government for another uh, registration, but it's the exact same product. It's a pharmaceutical grade mineral oil, actually made by Suncor out of our wonderful resource is that we have in here in Alberta. So um, again, supporting that. And let's say there's a lot of other things that people don't realize that come from, from the, our oil and gas. So there's a, there's a product there that, uh, that comes from our oil and gas that uh, is very beneficial to our trees and, and our bushes and, uh, and a lot of our flowers. So, and I'm trying to make sure I have a good supply of that. Um, but they have, stopped um, distributing it through 
in Canada. So I'm hoping to to secure um, a good supply for the next couple of years after this one is done. So hopefully, like I said, I have enough for a year or so left. And and then at that point, we're definitely trying to replenish it. It is it's a challenge with a lot of the stuff here in Canada, just because of the the supply and the people. We just don't have the population sometimes for these larger companies to spend the money to distribute this stuff in Canada. So we're trying to work on it. And one more quick question here before I uh, take a quick break. Merle, do we need to prune a couple of trees? A briscoe pine, should I wait till early winter? Graham Bond. And Graham always has some great pictures. So I was looking through his past text, always good pictures. Graham, um, typically when I prune a, a bond, uh, and the bristlecone, the only reason is maybe to shape it or get the branch out of the way. You can do it at any time. But sometimes what I'll do is when the, when pines get their new fingers, when they come up, like in early June, they get that finger that sticks up everywhere. I like to break those in half, and that really helps thicken up the rest of the bush. Now, I do that with mountain pines. I do that, especially when they're young. It'll just ensure that they thicken right up and be able to save a lot of space and growth, and you'll end up with a really, really nice tree as it grows. And right now, I'm going to take a break, and you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Rain showers and 15 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Calgary police are investigating an early morning shooting in the northeast just before 4 o'clock in the area of 52nd Street and Madigan Drive northeast. Police say a man was taken to hospital with a gunshot wound to the arm. Details remain scarce as the investigation is ongoing. No word on suspects or an arrest so far. A pedestrian has been taken to hospital after being struck by a vehicle around 9.30 last night at the intersection of Terra Vista Drive Northeast and Terra Lake Park. The age of the pedestrian is unclear, but they have been taken to Children's Hospital. The extent of their injuries is unknown at this time. Yesterday afternoon around... 80 bikers escorted the family of an Airgy man who was killed while riding his motorcycle by a drunk driver. Matt Forseth was killed west of Didsbury on Highway 22 on June 29th, 27th. Excuse me. Jay Sullivan is founder and president of Bikers Are Buddies, an anti-bullying motorcycle group. He says Matt, who was a father of three teenage girls, was an incredible person. You could have a friendship with Matt and, and not talk to him for six months. But when you did, it was only like six hours. He was that, that type of guy. and He was a good guy. I mean, the, the amazing relationship we had with his daughters, he touched everybody. He had a, a sense of humor and a personality that you could not help but say, hey, come hang out with us. The 25-year-old driver of the truck was arrested for impaired driving. No charges have been laid and an investigation is ongoing. A youth has been charged with setting a fire that has destroyed an abandoned Catholic church on a First Nation in Alberta. RCMP say in a news release that police and firefighters responded to a report of a fire at Our Lady of Mercy Church on the Cahuan Cree Nation, southwest of Cold Lake, on Friday night. 
They say the church had been vacant for a number of years and was slated to be demolished. Police say no one was injured and a youth whose age and gender were not given has been charged with arson and will appear in Bonneville Provincial Youth Court on September 21st. A statement from Bishop Paul Terrio of the Diocese of St. Paul says the church was built in 1984 and that it belonged to the Cahuan First Nation. The statement says the building was declared unfit for public use due to mold and dampness in 2019. And since then, Mass for parishioners has been held in the Reserve Community Hall. It's a prickly question that pits personal safety concerns against respect for medical privacy. Are you vaccinated? An evolving vaccine etiquette has polarized Canadians over whether it's appropriate to ask someone if they've gotten a shot to protect them against COVID-19. Bioethicist Carrie Bowman has serious reservations about pressuring people to divulge personal health information. It makes for a very difficult conversation and people can easily be put on trial. They don't want to be vaccinated. Do they really have to answer to the whole world? Bowman says there are many reasons why someone might not be vaccinated and ultimately they're none of your business. Officials in Surfside, Florida have raised the number of confirmed dead in last month's collapse of an Oceanside high-rise condo. Miami-Dade Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava announced the updated total this morning. Through our search and recovery, we have recovered additional victims since our last briefing and the number of confirmed deaths is now 90. She says 71 victims have been positively identified. 31 people remain missing. Taking a look at sports, the pressure is on as England looks to end a 55-year trophy drought at the European Soccer Championship. England must beat Italy in the final at Wembley Stadium in order to snap the skid it's been on since winning the 1966 World Cup. Italy has seen much more recent success on soccer's biggest stages, including a 2006 World Cup win. Global News Skytracker weather, high of 22 degrees today with showers expected throughout the day. A chance of showers tonight with a low of 13 degrees, tomorrow 26 and sunny. It's 15 degrees at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Madeline DeBellis. And welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and the phone lines, I believe, are working now. So you should be able to get through. I know I had a few texts saying that we're ringing busy, um, but our great technical support in the background, uh, I believe, has got us back up and running. So you can give me a call, 403-974-8255. But right now, we're going to go to Greg. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? I've got uh, four columnar aspens in the backyard, and three okay. of them are a nice dark green leaf, and the largest of the four has a kind of a lighter leaf and almost slime green color. Yeah, it's um, gone chlorotic on you a bit. Um, so what you can do, and I just actually had someone else send me that at this time of year. A lot of them, the roses will do this, Hansa roses at this time of year, some of the mountain ash. And they just, what you can do is you can add some chelated iron to it, and it's just it just needs a bit more of a supplement, sort of like a booster 
of a bit more um, vitamin sort of thing. So a chelated iron will work to help get that uh, color back into it. And okay. then just get it onto a regular, if you fertilize those like with a 20-20-20, and you might want to do that. Water them well, give them a shot of 20-20-20, and then the ones that need that little extra, give them a shot of chelated iron. Great. Thanks very much, bro. Yeah, you're welcome. Take care, man. Okay. Yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, and this, and you'll see that, especially like I said, Hansa roses, um, mountain ash. I'd mentioned it to another on the text line, is to, uh, and the chelated iron will will help green that, or micronized iron as well will work quite well. And I'm going to go to Terry. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Merle. Happy anniversary. Thank you so much. And how can I help you? Well, I texted about the uh, spruce bugworm. Uh, uh, one of my neighbors had a an outfit out here, and they used a product called Dipel. And I yeah. see you recommend BTK, but my trees are like 65, 70 feet. I can't get that high on them. Yeah, no, you're going to have to either that or get an injection service. Like, I know we can inject it through our arborist team. Um, so we you can guys do it make that way. Calls to, you make house calls to Sundry? Uh, that might be a little bit far. I can check with Mark. He might he might go for a drive if it included a golf game. If I coerced him into that, maybe. Oh well, <laughs> it's been a but, while since uh, I've been out the links, but anything will work. Absolutely, but there and, and there, there's probably because you're up by Olds. I think there's a couple of good tree service guys out there. Uh huh. Um, and this maybe see if there's one that can maybe do some of that pest control there, and. Right. Uh, and there is some spray, and you 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 sent the budworm, not the weevil, correct? Well, yeah, it's the spruce budworm. I've got moths. Like I just took the hose to them yesterday, and the moths that flew upwards. There's thousands of them. Yeah, yeah. So the BTK. So it typically what needs. Yeah, you need to actually. Then that should be sprayed. Um, I would just, I would call, a, and we don't do the spraying like that. I would just, I'm sure there's got to be someone at Olds, especially yeah. in that area. There's got to be someone that can do that well, kind of thing. Like I said, my neighbor used a product called Dipel. Do you know about that one? Yeah, and that's more on the commercial end. He probably has access through it through um, yeah. UFA or something. So, again, on the retail end, I don't even go near those things. I just... If I talk about it, I get in trouble. So. <laughs> right. But I, I'd, I'd hate to lose my trees. I mean, they're my air conditioning yeah. system, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I would definitely, um, I would get a hold of a, of a, of a spray yeah. company out there, like a good, make sure a good trusted company out that way. There's got to be some out there for sure. And, but the, B, uh, the BTK is commercially available, is it? Or? Um, well, it's one that we're able to sell retail. Right, and, it, yeah. and it does work really well. So okay. if you have a sprayer, we, we could get you the product and wow. on that one. It's just to get up that high, you're going to need somebody with a good pressurized spray unit. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it will hook up to whatever you're pumping yeah. through. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, and those guys can do that. They'll mix it right into their tanks. Um, okay. Maybe even just call any of, like, even the exterminators, something like that. I'm sure there's lots of those guys out that way as well. Mm-hmm. And also, I wanted to question, uh, if I was to order Pure Spray Green, can you guys send it, box it up and send it to me kind of thing? Or? Absolutely. If you if you go to our um, website and if you go to the yeah. Contact Us and yeah. just send an email and just, just say you're Chad with Merle and we can definitely do that. We'll get your name and number and then we'll Very get good. you set up with that. 
Thank you very much, Merle. You have All a right. good day. T- you too. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I'm going to go to George. Good morning, George. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? Uh, question. So I've used your fertilizer. It's been awesome. Um, I guess my next question would be, how do I get rid of um, mushrooms growing and uh, just the weeds in general? Do you get what do you, what do you recommend? Kind of well, so so for the for the mushrooms, and I definitely just seen a big blast of that. And when yeah. we get big heavy rains, it gets into the spores and it makes them bloom. So I've seen quite a few mushrooms, and those will disappear. Your best is to pick them. You're going to get one or two times of that, and then we're going to get this hot weather coming again next week. They'll all disappear. So just get through there, pick them as best oh. you can. All right. And you don't and then, want to mow, mow over them because that'll spread the spores. Yeah. Okay. And then how about uh, just a, a weed control? Well, for the weeds, and as you as you as the green up works more and more, the first year, like I said, this year I haven't sprayed for one dandelion or anything. My my the because Kentucky bluegrass is quite yeah. an invasive species. It'll choke out a lot of the weeds. But the okay. first year, where like first bit, I started using the green up. You got to, I just use Kilex as a spot sprayer. So right. I just mix it in a sprays bottle and I just spot spray the, the odd dandelion or thing that's there. And then once that Kentucky blue takes over, like you just don't see any weeds. I just like this year, I don't have one weed, honestly. Perfect. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks you're for welcome. the great. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. I, and I, I'm glad it's working well for everybody in Calgary. And I love when people come in and they buy it for their neighbors. They go, I got to get my buddy the good stuff. And, and guys are so proud of that. So I love it. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. Take, Have a good. Thanks, George. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Care. And I probably got time for one more. I'm going to go to Udo. Good morning, Udo. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you? I have my house faces north, and I built okay. a I built a, a, a raised flower bed that's facing west, in, okay. in, in, in and in in some shade. But I think I underestimated the shade. I, I put some hosta plants in there. Yeah, hosta. Hosta, that's it. Hosta la vista. Yes. Hosta la vista. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, those do great in the shade. And I'm going to give you two or three other ones. You're gonna you can create a gorgeous flower bed in the shade like if you use the background of the back row you can put some annabelle hydrangeas okay and you'll get great big white ball flowers on them they're gorgeous but but my use those issue, as my, my, okay, my biggest ahead, issue my biggest issue is is that one third of them are doing very very well the other third the other two-thirds of the flower bed are zippo <laughs> Yeah, they're Different probably like, not meant for shade, or or are they all hostas? Because you might hostas. have stuff. Okay, well, they should be. Are they getting the water and stuff oh, like yeah. that? Absolutely, okay. but I think I think they're getting. Uh, is there such a thing as too much sun for the hostas? Yeah, some of them don't like it. Like they can burn up. There is some of the varieties that can take some sun, but there's definitely some that uh, if it's too much sun, they just they don't perform. They get they just burns them up. Yeah, the, the leaves sort of wrinkle up, turn brown. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. So just okay. ensure you're getting that slow, deep watering. And if you cultivate your soil, 
I do, um, yes. as you're going. It it helps let the water get into the into the ground as well. If you don't yeah. have mulch, it's, it's just that one third is just doing very well, but the other two thirds are not. Yeah, I would and, say then you probably have some sunnier spots in there, and maybe you want to add something a little bit different there. You can add maybe some echinaceas or purple leaf cone, like some of the cone flowers, uh, any of this, like the Stellador lilies or something like that in there where you're going to get a lot more sun. And what what do I do? Like they got really banged up pretty good in the hailstorm. So just pull just off the, the leaves that are damaged the worst, leave some on there. Um, yeah. But I I like to pull off the ones that are because it's going to waste a lot of energy trying to revive those damaged leaves. Yeah, I see. so your okay. best to to pull those off, fertilize them. Um, so hit them with a fifteen thirty fifteen, and then go from there. How about that rage plus? Does that work well or no? Yep, that would work really well as well. Okay, I have lots of that rage plus. So yeah, use that. That would be awesome. Thank you so much. All right, take care, Udo. Have a good one. Bye. Bye bye. All right, and I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, and they are working now. You can call me at 403 403- Nine seven four eight two five five, and I'm going to go to the phone lines right now. We're going to chat with Stacy. Good morning, Stacy. Good morning, Merle. Um, Merle, three really quick questions. I, I know you said this over and over again, but um, I can't remember because it didn't wasn't relevant to me. Obviously, the day <laughs> you said it. Now it is fertilizing with the green it up March last weekend. You said now and then. What would our third one be? Uh, in the fall. Like, like September? You can do it like, so yeah, September, beginning of September. I, I do it early spring, sort of that uh, March, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit early. Probably not much happens, but if you sort of in that April, um, March, April, depending on when we have okay. snow, and that's fine to get it on there early. And then sort of midsummer, beginning of July, and then September. And that so should last, keep your grass. The other week you were kind of talking about it's not just a – Grass fertilizer is kind of good for everything around under my spruce trees. Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, and- you can mix it into your shrub beds, into your flower beds, your perennial beds. It just okay. You just want to put it in big clumps. If you just put it on and then cultivate it into the soil, it'll work like a slow-release fertilizer in there. So it's great for that. And what's our watering routine after we – I had a little bit of um, grass burn on top, just tiny. My tips were white. Was that yeah. from that? No, then that was just probably from the heat and probably when you mowed. Like okay. if the if the lawnmower isn't really nice and sharp, it sometimes starts tearing. So just ensure that you have nice sharp blades. That makes a big difference and that so we get after, nice clean cuts. Sorry, after the application, how much watering? Like what is your watering routine after I, that? I like to – I'm down to once a week now. Like I just water sort of for 20 minutes and I sort of do that once a week. It really depends on your soil. My soil is fairly thick and it stays moist quite good. So I only water once a week for 20 minutes. And, and this I, is I, after the application of fertilizer, yeah, just the 20 yeah, minute water just, and that's just good? Just get a good water. And then if you water once a week, and like I said, it depends <laughs> okay. if you're on a slope or if you're in a, like full, full sun with no shade, you maybe have to water twice a week. But I, I like to go slower and, and deeper. Like I water for 20 minutes 
And then again, depending on the soil, I'll do another 20 minutes, but just sort of once a week. And then okay. that way the water all at one time gets down nice and deep and pushes the roots down deeper. So, You know, I really went light because I wasn't sure. I, I don't really like using products in my in my area, but I was like, oh, I'll try it. And it really did look better after fall last year and then this spring. I'm kind of like, oh, I've got grass. So, I mean, it really is helping with the health of everything out there. So that's good. And then, um, so thank you for that. That's a good product. You're so, um, and the other one is, Okay, so we, um, you guys had come out and put in four columnar aspens, and they're huge and beautiful, and they're healthy this year. I want to avoid whatever that lower level of health is in the fall where I end up with a million hornets. I think eating the aphids, what should I be doing now to kind of get ahead of that? Because it's crazy, right? My and, and, and some of that, we can't really help a lot. And some of it's from our heat. Um, when they sweat, um, they exert, they, they sweat out sugar, and that attracts the hornets and the wasps on there. And so usually they don't bug you. Um, they go after that. You, so what you can do is you can hose them down on those real hot days just to wash some of that sugar off of the leaves. Okay. And And then that works really well. And uh, and that's about it. Because otherwise, it's there's nothing that you can spray on there or do anything. But just ensure that you get slow deep watering all the way through until fall with those, and right. uh, and you're good. But really, that's all that is. It's just for that certain amount of time, sort of in the heat of the summer, end of July, beginning of August. They sweat out the sugar on their leaves, and then that's where that comes from. I wish I sweat out sugar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know me too. <laughs> Make yeah. my life a little easier. And then the last one really quick, Merle, thank you, is um, I want to come down. I want to put a shrub in on yep. the corner, so the northwest corner of the garage. But So it's getting full sun from about 1 o'clock all the way until okay. sunset. I don't want a wide shrub. I want something maybe 6 feet high, 4, 6 feet high, and only a couple feet wide. Is there anything that you can think of for that? Um, any, a lot of the hydrangeas would do great there. Like a quick fire hydrangea, um, would do really well. And that's about perfect in that height. And even some of the nine barks, like the autumn joy or the, what's it called? There's a, I think it's autumn something, um, in the nine barks and they, they love being pruned. So even if you have to trim them a little bit, they love it mm -hmm. and they don't mind they, that this thickens them up. But uh, a gorgeous hydrangea, like quick fire hydrangea, would do perfect in that spot. Okay, sounds good. Well, thank you very much. All right, come down today and everything's on sale, 15% off, and uh, I'll I buy have, you a cupcake. Uh, there you I go. Heard, hey, look, I heard that you had Dusty Millers. So I've been looking everywhere in the city for them. So um, there you I'm, go. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Awesome. All right, thanks, Merle. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye, Stacy. All right. And I got a couple more minutes. And I just got us I got to mention I I know someone called in last week and uh she mentioned her yuccas blooming. She has these yuccas up against the house, and I've never ever seen such gorgeous blooms. Like these yuccas are the blooms on them are three to four feet high. Um, and just an abundance. So she has them right up against the house. So perfect location for yuccas. Nice and hot. Um, they love it. So And she has Gerber daisies under there and stuff, but right up against the house. Um, but that's, if you want a spot for a yucca, 
man, oh man, I've, like I said, I've never, ever, ever seen such gorgeous yuccas that uh, are blooming like that. It's amazing. And I'm going to go to Diane and before the break. Good morning, Diane. Oh, good morning, Merle. Uh, I'm out here. There's balloons. There's a Canadian flag waving. Uh, of course. Activity and congratulations for 15 years. Wow. Thanks well, for the invite to come out. <laughs> Yeah, no, and uh, as for everyone's wondering what Diane this is, this is Diane Collier-Urquhart. She's our MLA for our area, or not our MLA, our older person. Or yep. What's your title? Uh, is it older uh, person? Well, <laughs> uh, I get called many things, but we'll go with counselor, no problem. Okay. Uh, I just want to uh, say, uh, you know, my folks in OAN listened to you for years and years and years, and uh, uh, to build uh, this place over here the way it looks today is, is really, really something, and uh, I got a kick out of a guy that called from Sundry calling his trees uh, air conditioners. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was out on site visit yesterday. Thousands of homes hit with a, with a hailstorm. And, and then recently out on some more site visits with damage to trees, trees not being watered. Um, and I talked to you about this uh, as far as the type of trees that should grow in Calgary. Um, and... Uh, you know, the, the canopy is so important to Calgary, and it's such a partnership that it needs to be with our citizens, our residents, plus with the city and what the city's doing now. Yes, absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to work with you guys at the city on this because it's um, – I, 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 it, 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 it pulls up my heartstrings sometimes when I see a lot of suffering trees, which we have in Calgary right now. So, and it was very good. Like we, we chatted with the head nursery um, gal with you guys and it, she's just, she seems to be on the right track and I see some good things happening. So I, I'd love to be able to help more and have more input. And I, I appreciate you reaching out to me on that. And, and that's what you hope your council person is doing. Like we got to, get work with the community find people like me in in the businesses and uh and and try and improve what we got going because um it makes such a difference when you come into the city when you see a healthy canopy of trees it just it's more inviting for everybody to to just garden but also for visitors when they come in they go wow calgary's gorgeous yeah, and Merle, that's what I wanted to share with listeners this morning is that, you know, Merle Coombs is more than Spruce Meadows working out here. <laughs> he, he loves this city and the partnership with the city and after snow timber and how we lost our canopy that, um, you know, you were talking about other, other cities and, and the canopy and the trees they have. Uh, and I suppose we have a long way to go, but we have to do it right. Yeah, no, we have to start somewhere. We have to recognize the issues, and then and then move forward from there. So, uh, anyways, I uh, look forward to to working with you in the future, Diane, and uh, and uh, save me a couple cupcakes. I'll be bringing those for you when I get there. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm heading in for one right now. Take care. All right, thanks, Diane. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. All right, I got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Wow. Hooray, hooray today. Breeze in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Madeline DeBellis.
Billionaire Richard Branson has reached space aboard his own winged rocket ship in his boldest adventure yet. Branson and five crewmates from his Virgin Galactic Space Tourism Company reached an altitude of about 88 kilometers over the New Mexico desert. That's enough to experience three to four minutes of weightlessness and see the curvature of the Earth and then safely glided back home to a runway landing. Calgary police are investigating an early morning shooting in the northeast just before 4 o'clock in the area of 52nd Street and Madigan Drive northeast. Police say a man was taken to hospital with a gunshot wound to the arm. Details remain scarce as the investigation is ongoing. No word on suspects or an arrest so far. A high of 22 degrees today and showers. A chance of showers tonight with a low of 13 degrees. Tomorrow, 26 and sunny. It's 15 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11. I'm Madeline DeBellis. Back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And I'm going to go to the phone lines. And we're going to chat with Diana. Good morning, Diana. Congratulations, Merle. Hi there. Yeah, congratulations. Good Thank party you so much. Today. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to remind people we're having a little sweet pea show this Friday in Pincher Creek. Oh, nice. And uh, S- sweet peas in Pincher Creek. <laughs> yep, Pincher Creek at the Co-op Mall. Okay. And we're going to have a little sweet pea show, and of course we're all biting our fingernails because we've had spots of hail come through here, like a blast. Hey, so- have you noticed this powdery mildew? get on i had a vegetable caller in earlier and the peas were kind of all curling over and kind of i think there and there was lots of water on the leaves i just and i mentioned to them maybe try to keep the water off the leaves a bit um, maybe it, watering yes. overnight or or through early morning that's it i water early in the morning or late at night if i get really behind um but i never try and water the leaves i always water the ground yeah, because so they, sure there's so much better. foliage on there, they can get that powder mildew quite easily. I think they can. I think they can. I haven't had a problem with it, but, uh, yeah, it can be. So okay. I think that's the problem is too much water in the air and, the, you know, being put on the leaves. So. so have you been getting all this heat as well down there? Oh, it's been absolute horrible heat. I've been covering some of the sweet peas with white landscape fab, not landscape fabric, what's it called, a row cover, um, just to try and keep some of the heat off them. And, of course, yeah. just praying, praying that we're going to have enough to put on a really good show. We did it last year, and it was really, really good. So um, we had quite a show last year, so... We're hoping it's not going to be too frugal this year. A couple of people have been hit very hard by hail. We've yeah, it's such it's so hail. hit and miss, right? Which is it's good. Not everybody shares in that nasty thing, and uh, but um, it's good that you've had some heat, though. That helped get all the sweet peas looking good. And well, but they don't like it. Not- thrilled with the heat actually Merle they'd yeah. rather it was cooler but what can we do this is the country we live in right <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly it and we are getting a bit of a heat wave this last little while and it looks like a lot of July is going to be fairly warm as well so yeah, we're that's going through it. A... well in some ways we thought maybe putting the show we did it at the end of July last year so we thought no some of the sweet peas were looking a bit tired by then so we'll do it earlier which is just as well because if we waited till the end with this blasting heat there may not be much for a show at all yeah you know, so and then come so, on so early 
and so everybody will be cutting them out of their flat, out of their sweet pea beds, I assume, and then bringing them in samples for the show. That's it. That's it. We're going to have a display table, and then there's. We're trying to get. We're not going to be too official here, but we thought we'd do um, one uh, one category, just ten stems of one variety. Oh, nice. And the, yeah, and then we do a mixed. You know, just mix vase of sweet peas, and then we do a just cover everybody um, an arrangement of different flowers, but mostly sweet peas, hopefully. Okay, and, and just, but remind us one more time if someone's looking for a for an outing, and that's this Friday coming up. This this Friday, and uh, it's going to run all day at the Co-op Mall, the grocery store mall. Okay. Um, and they've been wonderful, and we did have a good year last year, so we're hoping we can do it again. Um, yeah, for people that are coming down to, maybe they're visiting Waterton or coming through, we'd love to see everybody. So Awesome. Well, thank and, you, Diana. And they're and quite for... welcome to bring some sweet peas. If they have some sweet peas they want to show off, bring them along. I just I was just talking about and and this heat is perfect for I'd mentioned this uh, I got some pictures from one of our callers on their yucca like they, she has right. about five or six yuccas up against the house and these Amazing. blooms are like three to four feet high they look like orchids honestly like they're so full like I said I've never seen a yucca except like down in Mexico or that, something you well, see them but yeah. I've never seen one here that looks so beautiful like this lush growth. And and the blooms on it are amazing. So now, do you know if they're filamentosa or gosh, what's the other one? There are two, aren't there? One is really hardy in BC, but there's one that's hardier here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the actual name of it. Okay, it just, okay, I'm assuming it's, a, it's, it's a the yucca. hardy one. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, they're gorgeous. They're stunning. But I yeah. have seen the the ones sold at garden stores that is not the really hardy one. And now and, I've and completely that's sometimes the, the problem when yeah, when you sometimes even like we we really work hard on trying to make sure we're bringing in the proper material for our area. Right. And 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 that sometimes the tough part is uh, is when sometimes at the box stores and some of the other places they just this oh, buy what's available. Them. No, you no. can't trust those box stores at all. They get a load I've of seen, plants in, and it's just like fill the truck. I've seen yeah, no, I've seen gala apples being sold here. I'm just like, oh, all right, God. well, good luck with that. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Exactly. That's why you want to go to a real garden store where people know what they're doing exactly. All right, and if you want sweet peas, you come down and see you. And, and you're at Bailey me. Hill Greenhouse in Pincher Creek. Pincher Creek, yes. Awesome. Thank Thanks, Dana. Thank you so much. Thanks Take so care. much. Congratulations, Bye-bye. Merle. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. And I better take a break. And when we get back, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and I'm Earl Coombs. I'm just going to give a little shout-out to Mel. He's down from the Medicine at uh, Horticultural Society. He always does some great tweets and things like that, mentioning the the gardening show, and uh, just a big crack of thunder just went going. But uh, so I just want to say hello to Mel, and he has a great uh, Hort Society down there. 
And uh, so if you're ever in that area, you can look around. There's all kinds of great gardens down there. And uh, and we do have a good association with those those folks down there. We get lots of visitors from from Medicine Hat that come up to spruce it up. So love to see when they come visit us. And right now I'm going to go to Shirley. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning and happy anniversary. Thank you so much. How can um, I help you? I just had um, a question about lawn care. I have a small lawn. It faces south, and it appears to be thick and plush. However, um, I use your Green It Up fertilizer. I have not used the second application yet, but it seems to have some kind of dry areas interspersed in it. I'm wondering, do you aerate and power rake your lawn? And if so, how often do you do it? I definitely power rake every spring. I haven't. I don't usually aerate, um, but if you have harder soil, you might need to aerate and top dress. Um, I find the power raking works good. And then if you're using um, the green it up lawn fertilizer, just ensure that you're doing the the slower deep watering sort of once or twice a week, depending on your soil. And if you have a couple of dry areas, like I got one that's close to my sidewalk. That is, it looks a little bit drier, so I, I give it a little extra once in a while. Okay, I, um, I'm in High River, and okay. so the last time I got it power raked, it looked disgusting afterwards. Like it looked like parts of it were kind of torn out. Like is that normal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, er, yes, because er, er, if you do it early spring, sort of right after, I usually do it early May. Yeah. is when I get the power raking done. Yeah, sometimes when they're done, it looks kind of ah. Um, but once you start, like, get the root system built up with our lawn fertilizer, um, you'll see, like, even the guy who mows my grass, Maddie, he goes, he goes, holy cow, he goes, man, your lawn's so thick. And we, we raised it up a bit because he goes, it's just, it's choking out all the weeds, but it's just becoming nice and thick. And that, we build that thatch up. And that really helps hold the moisture in, so you have to water a lot less as well. And that's exactly what my neighbors say. They say, how can your lawn is so thick? And it is. But I was just kind of concerned about the dry parts, and I only water it first thing in the morning. Yeah. And uh, I do the slow. Um, but I just kind of wondered about the power raking. I, th- I think I'll do that. Um, yeah, do it this early spring, and, uh, and just don't leave the grass too long going into winter. That's all, and you should be good. Right. Um, so do you top dress? Um, I, once it... in a while, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sometimes you do. Like I, like I so said, my soil at my this house I'm in right now is really quite good. There's a lot of topsoil in here, oh, okay. so I haven't had to. So it really depends on what you're left with when when you're what you have at your house. Yeah. Um, some people have very minimal. Um, we just dug a hole for a drain pit at one of our projects, and I couldn't believe it. Like it was eight feet of sand in this guy's backyard. Oh. Like it was just like honestly eight feet. Like we dug down, just like it's all just like sand, like a beach, <laughs> like oh. eight feet deep. Like I was just like whoa. Um, so, but yes, uh, so something like that. He has good drainage, so a top soil. Putting a good top dressing on there every couple of years is good, depending on what soil you have now. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Where I'm at for time, I could probably take one more here. I'll go to Brian. Good morning, Brian. Merle, how are you doing, my friend? Good, good. How are you doing? How's Reva? Well, we're doing well. We've still got uh, more dogs than we need, but uh, we're having fun out here enjoying the light and sound show. 
<laughs> yeah, that's uh, just starting to come your way. I'm just on the on the south end of Calgary, and it is a pouring rain right now. So yeah, it's just the rain's coming right now, and uh, it's lightning and uh, thunder. So. Yeah, I'm glad I made the call to stay home in my office to do the show instead of trying to do it outside there. I, I would have been a little... when, I, when I got your invite, I'm like, you better be under an umbrella. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, All right. Day, I think uh, the photos will be, uh, you know, that's about three weeks now, that uh, birch tree. Yep. So, and you're starting you to know, see some growth up top? Easy. Well, it's starting to push through, but the bottom's all, like, it's turning brown. And again, like, we've been getting hammered out here with bad weather, right? Yeah. And the only thing I think spot. on the leaves, and uh, even if you wanted, you could have that birch leaf miner on there. Okay. Um, and that's, unfortunately, that turns, if you look at the leaf, if you see a little black dot in the middle of those brown spots, yeah, there's a little, it's a little leaf miner. It's like a little tiny worm that gets in there and it eats the leaves from the inside out. Okay. And, and that's what turns the birches brown at this time of year. And okay. I'm seeing a little bit um, on some, but if if they haven't been treated, this is the time of year, especially in the heat that we've had. Right. Um, you'll see that. Okay, but I'm doing the right thing on the regime, right? Like I, absolutely. I'm doing, okay. Absolutely. So yep. Just keep going on that. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. No, and that's good. You're starting to see some growth on top because it, you had a third of it that was uh, gone. So totally gone. Yeah, and it was just the first year, right? Yep. So keep me posted on that. That's good. I will, and just quickly, do you recommend cedar mulch for um, around some of our trees in the front yard? Um, I figured I, out I what happened. Like our septic field goes west and south. Yeah, and that's what killed the columners. Oh, okay. Right, they're just getting too saturated, but the lilacs are like they're you know they're, they're loving, loving it. <laughs> yeah, I there's not, cedar mulch is harder to get. We we have it in bales. Um, the foothills premium is the one we like to use. It's one that's out of the spray lakes, and yep. just don't use a raw like if you get something from an arborist or something. It has to sit for a while and age, and that's why I like the foothills premium that okay. we have. It's okay. already gone okay. through that composting process. Involved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it looks well, like cedar, but it's actually it's a it's a blend of spruce and pine and fir. Okay, no, that's great. All righty. Well, thank you for your time and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. All right, thanks, Brian. Take care, bud. Bye bye. All right, and I got to take a quick break. And you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go right to the phone lines. We're going to chat with Ella. Good morning, Ella. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I have a question about my peas. Uh, every year, they every year they turn out really beautiful and long pods. This year, the pods are really small, hardly hardly more than an inch. What could be the reason? And and sorry, what what type of plant again? Sorry, bees. Bees. Be, no, P E A S. Oh, oh, peas. Right. Okay, and you're growing them in a pot? No, 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 no. Just uh, in the ground. Oh, the pod. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, are really small. The only thing I can think of, um, are they in a really nice sunny location? Yes. Yes, yes, and they are really nice and tall, and I was able to pick about uh, a pound 
vote of uh, on, on Friday, but uh, they are just so short. Yeah, and it, it it's still because we did have a cooler early in the year, so they are catching up. So it is a bit early. So you, I maybe give it another week or so, especially with the heat and the good moisture that we're getting. You should hopefully see a bit of a difference. Hopefully they can kick in and get yeah, caught up. I somehow don't see that because they are already formed. And, you know, they are feeling. And yeah. It's, it's just, but you just mean they're really short, like they're just in that, the, yeah, in that heat. And with the peas, it's similar when I was talking to Diana mm-hmm. about the sweet peas. They don't like they need that extra moisture when they're filling out as well. Mm-hmm. So just like a soaker hose along the bottom of him. Right. If you use like a and then just water the roots more. Yeah. Because that's when they're filling that and they use lots of moisture. And if there's not enough yeah. moisture, they just stop. Yes, so maybe when it was so hot, that wasn't good for yeah. it. Yeah, because yeah. they are just so disappointing. Okay, yeah. and the other thing is, I am growing corn this year. The very first time, they are really nice and, and tall already. Yeah. But how am I going to pollinate it? Well, they should just happen automatically. Do you um, think so? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're we're grow- I Actually, my wife grew... We're growing them in a pot, and I've never done that. And actually, I got like eight cobs of corn in this pot. Really? <laughs> and they're already like six inches. So, and actually, and I'd probably recommend people grow them if you get a nice big black pot or something like that that we talk about for growing tomatoes. If you want to try a trough of uh, of corn, mm-hmm. it's because the roots get really nice and warm, especially in Calgary. You need that extra little push. So. We're, like you said, I'm going to have corn in a couple of weeks here. Oh, I, I, there is no sign of that yet. But, you know, it is. Uh, I'm reading about it that it's going to be pollinated by wind. And yeah. it, is, it is next to a wall which is uh, uh, facing south. And I think it's more protected. So I don't see how. Yeah, the well, wind... the Mother Nature will kick in too. You, you'll get yeah. enough wind and then the bees and stuff will kick in. Oh, the bees it, it'll are... happen. Yep. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I re- really hope so. Yeah, they will for sure. Okay. Thanks, thank Ella. Yeah, Take thank care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. And I got time for Viv. Go to Viv. I think that's it. Hi, Viv. No. Well, what did I put here? Right before Dwight. Hello. I can't read my own writing. Hi, Viv. Okay. If not, we'll go to Dwight. Good morning. Who do I have on the line here? Hello. Hi, Viv. Hi. Um, Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Um, Congratulations, by the way. Thank you so much. uh, I texted you about my radishes, how wormy they were, and what I could do to prevent that from happening. And I got called away and was not able to hear if you answered. Okay. (laughs) Actually, I didn't answer that. I didn't see that one as of yet. So what what happens, and they're right in the soil. So what you need to do is also rotate your crops um, with that. And there is some of the dust that you can mix in there. Like there's an insecticide that you can mix in. It's a tough one, though, when those worms get in there. So I would just recommend turning the soil over really good in the in the fall and leave it lumpy. So that way it, it freezes really good through the winter and then hopefully get rid of them. And then also is um, rotating the crops that don't grow them in the same spot. 
Okay. Actually, I think it is a different spot this year because I only put in a half a row instead of a big row, and I just have a spot where there is a half a row. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, we had a rotor tailed in the fall. I don't think we turned it over again, and then we... Yeah, I like to leave it lumpy in some of those spots. Yeah, in some of those spots, leave it lumpy for winter because then it gets down there and it gets rid of lots of those like eggs and the different bugs that are in there. So I'm a fairly big advocate of leaving some of my beds nice and lumpy for the winter. Well, I know years and years ago I used to buy a, a powder kind of stuff that you put in the row before you put the seeds in. And then we didn't have any problem, but I couldn't remember what it was or... okay. All right. Well, actually, I got to go. I'm sorry, Viv. And thank you so much for calling in. And I didn't get to Dwight and Bill. I apologize. We'll hopefully chat next week. And uh, thanks again for everything. And uh, hopefully see you down um, at Spruce It Up for this afternoon. Take care. You've been listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.